Intro music. He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Complicated it is indeed, but you know what? We make our way through, and we are here once again. Banter, Beskar, and Bantha Milk, a Mandalorian podcast. And Rob, I gotta say, your beard looks great. Your hair is growing in really lovely. You look really handsome. Wait. And oh, my I'm followers. Sorry. I have I'm so sorry, many that's... more followers now, too. Rob, I, I was looking at the wrong screen. I apologize, my friend. No. Rob is here with me, but we also have a guest. How are we doing? Great. Thanks for having me. Rob, why don't you talk about who we have with us today? Well, this is our good friend, Ryan Airy. Uh, I do have one thing, Ryan, you have to apologize. We're a little bit amateurish. Oh, uh, I'm looking on our on our face, on our YouTube page, and it says live in 45 <laughs> seconds on my phone. Really? You have it? Yes. Oh, okay. So now it says waiting for them, waiting for our... So you, you're telling me it actually waits until exactly 8 o'clock before I it allows think that's us what to it was. live? Oh, I didn't yeah. know we were going out live on uh, on the YouTube. That's oh, we're awesome. live on the YouTube right oh, now. We're you trying everything. It. That's all right. Oh, that's cool. Our, well, our, our fans on YouTube will have to catch the actual podcast to catch the exclusive uh, extra 45 <laughs> seconds of content that yes, comes the, along the first with 45 <laughs> seconds. Well, I, I want to talk your streaming software at some point because I've done a good bit of that myself. I'm always curious what the kids are using these days. Oh, well, well, <laughs> we, you, we have a treat for you that I will tell you because we are amateurs. So we could use your uh, use your. Uh, help for sure. Either way, Rob, we have Ryan Airy with us. Ryan we have Airy from, Ryan Airy. from Screen Crush. Why don't you talk about Ryan and, and make him blush a little bit with his kitty cat in the background? Okay, so <laughs> here's here's some facts I found out about our good friend Ryan Airy below us. So he makes videos about every comic book movie slash show, Star Wars, Star Trek. That's, that's in his YouTube thing. He joined YouTube on February 7th, 2012. So just a little... We just missed it, the uh, anniversary of it. Are you ready for his total number of views? You would be I really want to hear it. I'm excited about it. It's just slightly more than ours. 184,024,874 total views as of this morning. So wow. by now, it's probably up to wow. like 200 million. Think you can yeah. lend us a couple of those? Just one or two. Yeah, just one yeah, or no two. No problem. I'll throw it right over to you guys. No, Thanks, buddy. No <laughs> <laughs> and Ryan, I then went to Ryan's... Uh, uh, his website, RyanAry.com, and he wrote on there that his videos can currently be seen on ScreenCrush.com, where I am the executive video producer and create a new video essay every week. I also currently manage video productions at Town Square Media, including our intern program and post-production and data management. So he is a very busy man, this Ryan Airy, and through all that, he finds time to hang out with us. We appreciate it. Welcome aboard, Ryan. Glad to have you today. I am happy to be here. There we go. And we, we, and I, go, go ahead, ahead man. No, 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 no. <laughs> Just show. Well, no, it's, show. that's fine. We, we, we'd like to you know, kind of introduce you into what we do here. First of all, the most important thing is uh, we always need to have a little bit of Bantha Milk here, right? So before we start our conversation, I have generally gone with my standby glass of whiskey, but it can vary from person to person. Rob, Rob, what do you have today? Well, I, I, uh, I still have a can of tasty uh, hazy IPA from 21A, one of our sponsors. But I think I'm going to stick a little local today to start with. I have the Filthy uh, Yards IPA. Okay. Uh, the Filthy with a PH because we're from filthy. Philadelphia. So That's it's right. filthy. filthy. So here we go. Uh, I love it. He cracked it open. Ryan, what about you? What do you got over there, my friend? What are you working with? 
Well, with my Han Solo frozen and carbonite bottle opener, ah, I'm drinking Omegong Wit from upstate New York. And I'm going to be enjoying this in my Game of Thrones Dragonstone Goblet. Wow, nice. this man comes prepared. I got to sure tell does. you, I am very impressed. Yeah, I didn't I even do. have time to empty my whiskey into my Stormtrooper uh, decanter today, I got to tell you. But Ryan <laughs> comes prepared. We're glad to have him here. Uh, before we get into uh, just some news and some discussion on uh, on some uh, some Star Wars topics, because guess what? We are a uh, mm. Star Wars podcast, if you can believe it. Um, we do want to make sure that everyone knows how to get in contact with us and get in touch with us through all of our social media platforms. Rob, are you able to give us a hand with that? Yes, I am. So everybody, listen up to how you can get in touch with us. Hey, if you're interested in more Star Wars info, want to chat, or even want to send us some Star Wars drink recipes, please be sure to check us out on all of our social needs platforms. You can catch us on Instagram and Facebook at Bantha Milk Podcast, Twitter at Bantha Milk. You can email us at BanthaMilkPodcast at gmail.com or even check out our website, BanthaMilkPodcast.com. And don't forget to check out our sister podcast over at the Ears Up Network. Our friends over, over at Ears Up help us a whole lot. So give them and their many shows a listen. Their shows include Ears Up, Ears Up in Depth, The Supreme Resort, and Scraping the Vault. Also, be sure to check out their Patreon at patreon.com slash ears with a Z up. For as little as $2 a month, you can help support our show. Any donations sent their way directly help us here at Bantha Milk Podcast and comes with great perks. So please check them out today. Rock on over at Ears Up. Yeah, please check right. them out. You, that's actually where we are streaming right now on YouTube. We have taken over their YouTube channel once again uh, against their will. Hopefully that uh, we can keep them out for at least an hour so that they don't interrupt our party here. But uh, Ryan, man, it's just so good to see you down there uh, and and have a, just a break from just always seeing Rob next to me. You know, it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a such a delight. There's been a lot of things going on Star Wars wise. It seems like in the news recently um, that I'm I'm definitely curious to get some outside ears on. Uh, Rob, we have some small bit of news today, don't we? We sure do. <laughs> I'm glad you right. like see that. Our, a friend of ours actually created uh, created some sound bites for us, and he did a good job. I couldn't have done They're that Great. Myself. Your intro is great, too. Thanks. Well, that I actually wasn't heard that on one YouTube. I'll, that one I will take credit for. <laughs> I, I made the intro. Um, I That's think in like... Great. 15 minutes before our first show, I just kind of threw it together and it stuck. So I'm glad you dig it, nice. man. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right, Rob, what kind of what kind of news are we working with today? So I I have just a little bit of news. I know Nick, you have some more, and Ryan has his ears down to the to the curb. So I'm sure he has plenty of more news than we do. But uh somebody told me that uh Gina Carano got fired. I don't know about that, but uh that's that's the scuttlebutt nah, that I heard. You're yeah, lying. You're I am lying. lying. So I dare you. So unfortunately, we won't be seeing her anymore on the show. I thought her character was good. I thought her uh, tweets were a little uh, out there, but you know, to each is their own, and Disney yeah, did not approve of it. So there's been a whole lot of, and it's it's just creating all sorts of drama around. You know, there we were finally in a. I felt like we were finally in a Star Wars uh, franchise where we were free from drama. The saltiness mm -hmm. of of Star Wars fans has somehow escaped the Mandalorian, and like we all rallied around this brand new and beautiful piece of entertainment and there had to be something, right? There, there had, had to, to be something. something. So know. there we go. So who knows? Uh, Ryan, do you think they're going to replace her or just lose the character altogether? 
You know, they're not going to replace her. Star Wars, unless you're casting like a young version of somebody, it seems like they don't do recasting. Sure. Um, I don't, what I'm interested in though, I'm sure that they had plans for her and and the Rangers of the New Republic series. And now they'll literally use, they'll just invent a new character who's fulfilling the same role. You know, what I'm curious is, will, will, will we still see Cara Dune in the comics and the novels in an expansion universe? Like, is it going to be like a Mod Flanders, you know, she's scrubbed from existence forever or, you know, is, are they going to continue that just without, you know, Gina Carano? Right. Well, yeah, there, there's two ways they could go with that. I feel like they could go the way of, you know, they can continue to expand her backstory in those comic books and in those other legends and, and kind mm-hmm. of keep that, uh, that going, or there is the star Wars way of going about w- doing things. Sometimes they could phasma her captain phasma her and basically just stop treating her. Okay. With an image. Like we're done with her now. She's, she's gone. now. <laughs> well, phasma um, got it. Phasma got a novel. She did, yeah, but but that yeah. a part of the problem with Phasma is that the best part of her was in the novel, you know, like well maybe <laughs> yeah. maybe we'll get the but maybe the best part of Gina Carano uh, or of Cara Dune's Cara character Dune, is still yeah. to come, yeah. right? I don't know, but I I, I was mean, sad to see her. She wasn't, I don't think, a linchpin character, but I think she did a good job. No. She you was, know? I mean, she brought that physicality that you want from. Was she MMA? She uh, was I think MMA, she was yeah. MMA. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I always get in. I'm not a, a I, don't, I don't follow sports fights. I don't know. So, yeah, no. I always get You're not an MMA fighter yourself? <laughs> no, I used to be. I had to retire. Selling too many death sticks. You took an arrow to um, the knee. I get it. They, <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, they, uh, um, she, she brought that physicality. That was fun. No one would ever look at her and say, oh, you know, what a great actor. Give, you know, where's her Emmy? Sure. Right. But right. Um, <laughs> she did bring like uh, kind of a stoicism to that role. You know, yeah. which is about all you can bring when you're not a very good, when you're not a trained actor. Sure. So, you know, she was one of the, she was the kind of the best thing about Star Wars is you looked at her and you wondered more, you want more, like, what's her backstory? What's going on? Like, you know, what, what did she, why did she turn away? Like, where's she going in the future? So it was more about what you didn't see with Cara Dune than what you did see. Right. Yeah. So yeah. I, yeah, I really think she's not going to be hard to replace. And, you know, she wasn't fired for being a conservative. She was fired for being an idiot. Right, yeah, exactly. I mean, the stuff that, yeah. that she was saying, comparing comparing people disliking her Instagram to the the stain of human history, is right. not. Yeah, yeah. Come yeah. On. And, and you know, it's it it it's this fine line that we all kind of walk. I guess it's like you know, on one hand, it's like yes, we we want to be able to say what we're what we what's on our mind, but at the other hand, like you work for Disney, Disney doesn't care about <laughs> yeah. anything but making money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, and, and you know, you if you've been like us and you were following the story, you know. They didn't exactly fire her right away. They gave her a lot of oh, chances. No. And, and that oh, yeah. has to be because yeah. the people at The Mandalorian went to bat for her. You know that mm-hmm. uh, that sure. Dave Filoni and John Favreau were going into the, the offices of Disney and saying, listen, you know, help us out. And I'm sure she had more than one. Sh- and it's it, again, it's one of those bummers. We're like, come on, just just stop. Yeah, just, just be cool. You're on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, I'll just, be cool. Just, Let me be on Star Wars. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> like, you know, Nick, I'll learn to MMA. That's yeah, right. <laughs> Nick and I talked uh, in previous episodes of our show about how, like, even the guy who's in the background background of a Star Wars show can go to a Comic Con and sign autographs for twenty dollars a shot, and he'll yep. have a line out the door. Yeah. You know? So are you, oh, you were about, the guy that was standing behind Obi Wan. Yes. yes. James guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. was on a podcast a couple of days ago, and I wish I could remember who it was who said it. 
that they're just going to scrub Gina Carano out and replace her with jeans guy. I love it. <laughs> it I'm, I'm already there for it. I think I saw a mock-up of a jeans guy Hasbro collectible action figure already somewhere. Oh, that's so funny. If Will Rowe Hood can become, uh -huh. become yeah. like a figure for us to rally around. That's right. And yeah, we can get a jeans guy figure. That is right after correct. right after the running of the hoods will be the running of the jeans guy. He'll be like following exactly. them at the comic cons. <laughs> I love it. I'm still holding out for the action figure of Luke's family's charred remains. Uh, they don't have that yet. Come on now. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, that was an onion article I saw a few years ago. I think that it was. Scene yeah. scarred me as a kid, man. So like like I remember just looking really close at that scene and going. Oh my God, what did they do to them? <laughs> they were brutal, man. Flame troopers. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I guess, man. Oh gosh. All right. So that's Gina Carano. Uh, you got any more Star Wars news for us here? Uh, I think you have a couple of articles. I will tell something. you, it's, there's no articles, but I've just been kind of watching what's been going on on social media. And there are two people who have been oddly um, more active. Right. First of all, uh, I followed Tony Horton on Instagram because, uh, you know, I'm a, f a former P90X-er, uh, right? Because I hate myself, apparently. Um, but no, I, I love uh, Tony Horton. And Tony Horton has been recently training with Ewan McGregor. Uh, Ewan McGregor has been showing up on oh. Tony Horton's Instagram. Uh, and this has ha happened before. I've seen it in the past and it's gotten my hopes up. But I'm wondering if uh, because of some of this uh, this Obi-Wan action going on, we're going to see a little more of that. And maybe he's he's training for some of the physicality of that role. So maybe that's nothing official. That's no new Star Wars news. But again, I have been seeing more uh, more uh, movement with him. Uh, the other person I've been seeing loads of movement from on Instagram is Ray Park. Ray Park has been posting all over <clears throat> Instagram pictures of Darth Maul, pictures of him getting in makeup for Darth Maul. Um, so I don't, you sent again, me, didn't you send me the, the headpiece? You sent yeah, me the he, headpiece. There was, there was an image he posted on his Instagram of just the headpiece. And it said something like meet me on Dathomir. Right. So, uh, again, I haven't heard any official, st uh, stories about huh. his involvement in a new star Wars franchise, but I mean, off the top of my head, uh, I mean, I'm hoping we don't see him in the Obi-Wan series just because it, I don't know how that would fit in with the, uh, the rebels ending. Um, but, you know, we've got, uh, we still haven't heard uh, from, you know, that last scene in Solo when we get our little teaser mm -hmm. uh, for Darth Maul as the head of uh, the crime syndicate. We haven't gotten any anything from that. So maybe maybe something's coming, uh, another Solo movie. Who knows? Who knows? Just some I, interesting stuff happening. I can lay a theory down for you. Go here. I want to hear it, Ryan. I want to yeah, hear your the theory. Rebels, that scene in Rebels takes place, I think, pretty, pretty soon before New Hope. Sure does. If, if memory serves, right? You know, he's already Alec Guinness age, basically. Yes. So if you're Obi-Wan and you're on this planet and you're watching over this boy and you hear rumors about Darth Vader, so you know Anakin's still out there, but you also hear about this Crimson Dawn crime syndicate that's making moves on Tatooine and threatening villages there, and you're like, oh, man, I got to clean up Darth Maul now. That's something I think could pull him off the planet. Okay. If he has to. Interesting. Yeah. And then that could be bringing Crimson Dawn into it. Could be that solo sequel that we're honestly never going to get, but right. it would be a way to continue that tease that we saw at the end. I'm down. Psh, yeah. Way yeah. down for that. Yeah. Set I like that baby that. about five years after because we don't know. And this is brilliant that we had this not in a comic or a novel. We don't know how Darth Maul and Crimson Dawn fell from grace. 
Nope. True. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of questions still out there for sure. Uh, and it is one of the things that I love about how they're doing this, this rebranding of star Wars content since the movies have kind of finished is they are kind of marvelizing their universe uh, and making things connect a little better. Um, and, and this is, I think a, a perfect way to do it using Maul, a, a character who they originally killed off. Uh, and we thought we had seen the end <laughs> of, uh, and honestly, when, when Maul came out, he was so underused and poorly used and like, he was the coolest character and then he was gone. And so a lot of people were kind of sad to see him go. And then we're kind of sad to see him come back because they were confused about it, but they did such good things with Maul when they brought him back. Um, I, give me way more of him. Give me way more of him and I'll be happy to see it for sure. Yeah. When, when they brought him back in rebels, he went from just a, a cool, you know, fighter guy that we saw for, you know, five scenes or whatever, who had three lines in the movies and they actually gave him a good backstory and a good, a mm -hmm. good story and a good, and suddenly you're like, yo, he's actually really, really cool. So, and, and uh, the voice actor and I'm off the top of my head, I, I can't think of it right now because I'm a terrible star Wars fan, but the voice actor uh, for clone wars and rebels, the man, if you ever watch any video capture of, or any video of them doing the audio capture of the, of the, of the, of the lines, uh, that that moment, you know, that that iconic moment where he screams, Kenobi! <laughs> like, he gets into it, man. He does a great job. He really sells it, uh, and, and it's great. So I'll see more Ray oh, Park. Cool. I'll see more Maul. I'll see more of any of it. Uh, Th that's I all the, the social media news I've been keeping my ear, my ear to the ground for. But it just seems like we've got some exciting stuff coming, hopefully, in the future. Yeah. We'll Sounds like uh, it. Ryan, to put you on the spot, do you have anything that you might want to let us know about? You can say no, it's okay. If you heard Any, anything uh, about Star Wars, anything? News, yeah, Star, Wars has news? Been, Star Wars has been pretty quiet ever since uh, the all the big deluge of Disney announcements. Yeah, the right. High Republic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know I know there are some books and comics out uh, recently. Yeah. Um, well, I it, started reading High Republic. It's great so far, the first book. Okay. And I, I, I have the Marvel app, but I'm on the six month delay, so I haven't bought any of the comics. But boy, it seems like you talk about great world building. Yeah. They have started off with a plan, and I really think the High Republic is going to be a very, very deep well they can keep going back to for a long time. Very excited about that. Yeah. And especially since it takes place so long ago that yep. it's great that we don't have to have anybody with the last name of Skywalker involved whatsoever, yep. and it can still be totally awesome. Yeah, so, and they're they're totally free of all that. That's going to be fantastic. Yeah, and especially there, since there the has, sequel trailer. Yeah, go ahead. No, there has been some uh, some uh, rumblings also about a, a remake or a uh, either a remake or a reissue of Knights of the Old Republic, which is again one of the the more uh -huh. famous Star Wars video games out there too. Now, I don't, if it's a remake, a straight remake, or else if they kind of mold it to fit the new structure, they could kind of slot it into that High Republic's uh, uh, era. So I don't know what their plans are with that, but now the, the other big thing is that EA just lost their exclusive uh, rights to the Star Wars franchise. <laughs> yes, I'm just like I think every Freedom! Star Wars fan uh, is is just breathing a collective sigh of relief at that because there are so mm -hmm. many great game publishers out there. Mm -hmm. um, we you know, uh, now I will give credit where credit is due. Jedi Fallen Order was a respawn EA thing, and that was a great game. But I'm ready yeah, for totally. I'm ready for other companies to get a whack at it and, and see better storytelling and better gameplay in Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, imagine it's Naughty Dog got a hold of it. Oh my yeah, gosh. Like that would be, it. yeah. 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 We, yeah. We, 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 we as Star Wars fans deserve a better breed of Star Wars game. Uh, there is one other piece of news, and I think it's, I forget where I saw this confirmed that uh, John, Ryan Johnson's trilogy is still happening. Just yeah, I saw that. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, I did yeah, just now, hear that as remember, well. Do you remember who confirmed that? Because I don't think it was official Lucasfilm, but it was a reporter who I don't is very no, but, trusted and in the know. But it's, I don't know how to feel about that, you know, because I, I, I'm not one of those star, you know, there are those Star Wars fans on any side of anything, but, you know, there's that, my one of my favorite subreddits out there is saltier than crate, because Star Wars fans are saltier than crate every now and then. Um, <laughs> but they're, I, I don't know, it's, it, it's hard. It's a double-edged sword, because uh, I, I liked some of what was done with, with uh, Ryan Johnson's movie, but it makes me worry about, like his, you know, the the D and D from Game of Thrones subverting expectations, like setting you up for something that you want and then not giving it to you. That has its place, but I just don't know if it's in Star Wars. Ryan Johnson did not leave a good impression with with us fans. <laughs> I think well, he I knows that. <laughs> I don't want to try to get too far into like that debate, but I mean, I walked away from Last Jedi was kind of the opposite feeling. I yeah. liked the subversion of expectations because you had. I, we just put a video out about this too, about uh, comparing. We did this versus series where we compare two different movie, two different movies with similar, similar with similar scenes. Sure. We did, re, uh, we did Jedi and Rise of Skywalker. Um, but for me, like the prequels deliberately mirrored the OT, and sure. then all of a sudden the new series was doing that with Force Awakens. And so when Last Jedi came along, I welcomed the subversion because I thought I I knew what was going to happen. It was boring for right. me. Right. Yeah. And I also think that everything that most fans dislike about Last Jedi was inherited from Force Awakens. Oh, you don't like that Luke is a sad hermit. JJ put him on the right. mountain, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So to see him get to start a movie at any era on his own, like begin it and tell the story mm -hmm. from the start, I'm sure. pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I think I think a big part of it is the lack of unified vision. And we've talked about that on, totally. this, on this podcast yeah. too, is that, you know, I think Ryan would, I, I think they set him up to fail because there was, wasn't this unifying vision. If they're were three movies planned with three different directors, but Disney came to them with this overall overarching mm -hmm. story. This is our story. Uh, I think that he would have been set up less to fail. Or um, even the same writer. Or yeah. even, yeah, yeah, okay. absolutely. So you know, like uh, Marcus and McFeely for Marvel, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. I, you're, I think you're right. Having, having one director like Ryan Johnson do a three movie arc and having it be his, I think is a, is only a better thing than, than what we had there. Right. But, uh, good bit of news there for our, our Star Wars news, I would say, Rob. We had a, uh, yeah, we there's a, just one more thing, happening. and this is oh. a personal news for us. All right, Rob, let's hear it. We, Nick and I have been working diligently. Uh, we all know what month is up next, March. For those yes, of you that do. don't know, I'll let you know. And March is March Madness. So we are coming up with our own Star Wars version of March Madness. That's right. Where we are coming up with a ranking of uh, 64 Star Wars characters, and we're going to have them all battle out somehow to see who is and we're still trying to figure out the wording of it because like favorite star wars characters very subjective you know most powerful there's like four who are super powerful and the rest who aren't i don't know maybe so, there's gonna be a massive writing campaign for like uh you know a porg to to be the most powerful <laughs> star wars character uh and all of a sudden we have a porg versus darth plagueis and uh porg comes out darth plorgus comes out on top yeah, yeah you know, just because you've never seen a porg fight doesn't mean they can't he's exactly. not wrong man exactly so <laughs> they gotta survive somehow octo is a dangerous place <laughs> <laughs> so we are uh we're we're setting that up and we're gonna have on our facebook page and uh on our uh, Facebook group, Sacred, right. Jedi, Sacred text. Jedi Texts. For those of you who haven't seen it, go check us yep. out. Facebook.com so, slash group slash Sacred Jedi Texts. So we're going to have uh, a couple of, 
you know, battles every single day for the for the month of March. So hopefully people take it seriously and don't all vote Porg over Luke Skywalker and then Luke Skywalker's vote voted out Porg. in the first round. Vote so, for uh, Porg. <laughs> <laughs> so that's all that's right. uh that's what we're gonna be doing coming up soon. So so everybody keep an eye on that on our Facebook page and, and our Sacred Jedi text group and all that good stuff. So I think that now wraps up the news. So since that wraps up the news. All right, but of so course, the reason for this season, the man of the hour, why yes. you've all tuned in today is because we do have our friend Ryan Airy here. And again, as we mentioned earlier in uh, our podcast, we're so excited to have uh, Ryan here. Uh, I, I did actually check out the, the video that you just mentioned of uh, comparison, uh, comparing uh, the Return of the Jedi to the last Skywalker or the, the last Jedi, or Rise of Skywalker. Um, uh, and so you put out some great stuff. Uh, and so we're just really happy to have you oh, here. Thanks, man. Uh, and thank you so much for being here. I know Rob has some questions for you. Um, so Rob, why don't you take it away, my friend? So I'm going to start off by saying little fanboying here to you, Mr. Mr. Airy. Uh, when we do our, we do, uh, Mandalorian reviews every week. And, uh, I will say I go, I'm not, and this is leading into a question to you as well, because your videos are unbelievably in depth. I can't, I can't, uh, I can't even imagine how much information is inside of that head of yours, but, <laughs> Thanks, uh, yeah, but, uh, so I do check out YouTube a lot to, to find out things that I didn't see, or I missed in, uh, in a lot of the Mandalorians. And I did come across your videos and I was like, Oh my gosh, this guy knows everything. So yeah, so little little fanboy crush there on you. So so good job. <laughs> Hear that, Robin? Uh, crush on you. <laughs> I uh, was very impressed. So question, first question is, you know, how did you start? You know, you started like reviewing movies and then turning into all these Easter eggs and stuff like that. So your YouTube page started in 2012. So what gave you the idea to start doing this way back when? Uh, well, I it's not, technically I don't own the YouTube page. That is owned by Town Square Media, the company I work for, who owns Screen Crush. Okay, but. Um, I was hired there as a video editor for like different brands. Screen Crush just, they did um, something called You Think You Know Movies, which is like little factoids. Hey, here's okay. 10 things. You, th you think you know Star Wars? Here's 10 facts about Star Wars, that kind of thing, right? I, the freelancers did that. I was not involved. And then um, I, I did a video on my own, a Marvel video, and the producer at work saw and said, this is great. You should do this for Screen Crush. But within that, what I've done over the years is put more and more of myself into it. And I've had less and less, I've had to answer to people less and less to the point okay. where I don't, I don't own the channel, but it's, I write everything on it and I, you know, supervise everything on it. So it kind of became a thing where at first I was just throwing stuff at the wall. I liked video essays. You know, we did a few of those. We did a few like lists and then we started doing those Easter eggs, you know? Uh, and then the, the real thing was like when, we did the Mandalorian and the Watchmen because that was a weekly well that we right. could keep going back to, which was just sure. amazing. So then uh, that just, it kind of really took off after that. Uh, unfortunately, you know, Disney plus puts everything out at 3 AM. So that yeah. means that on Friday <laughs> you get up pretty early, you know, to jump the gun. And it makes it, like you said, it makes it really hard to re like, remember all the knowledge you've retained about yeah. star Wars when you're under a blanket in the bathroom recording into a microphone at 5 a.m. so you don't wake anybody <laughs> up. You know? That's great. Um, yeah. But there's also, but I also like credit uh, all the other channels who do this kind of thing, who I watch and go, oh, I got to get better. You know, I got to work harder. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that yeah. kind of thing. 
Well, just well, other, that's yeah. congratulations. That's that's what we're doing right here. Yeah, <laughs> there it is. Yeah, yeah, we did right? the same yeah, thing. I mean, so th this second season, uh, this was our this is our second year doing it. We started with the first year of the Mandalorian, uh, and this second season, we were like, all right, we got we got to get our show out on Friday, man. Like, you know, it would be like Saturday, yeah. Sunday the first year, and we were like, all right, let's you have a time, and it was you know our first year, so it was all that. But like this past year, we were like, all right. Friday morning, we're we're like in our classroom talking about it. Friday night, we're recording and talking about it because you got to get out there, otherwise, you know, there's so many people out there doing doing this right now. Yeah, and um, you had so much to talk about this season too. There yeah, was like so season much one in of the Mandalorian, there. a lot of fun, you know. But this season was like, my God, yeah. Every yeah. episode, you had and now, all these you, connections coming at you from all are, these are you, media. Would you consider yourself now? Obviously, screen, you work for Screen Crush. You're you're a, a movie buff. Uh, is there are are you a specifically? Do you like you know uh, sci-fi? Are you a nerd? Do you like how, what? What would you say is like your specialty so far as what you really are into in so in far as movies and and entertainment? Um, the two things I'd say I have the most encyclopedic knowledge about are uh, Star Wars and comics. Okay, know, Marvel, great. DC, comic wise, a little. Uh, it's been a while since I collected DC on the reg, but uh, so I'm a little bit more of a Marvel person. But like I collected both growing up, I collected Archie comics growing up. You right. know, I Star Wars comics, and then when the the EU happened, I read all those. Not every single one of them because that's impossible. But like I've always been in those two things, and I love Star Trek too. Um, okay. I'm actually doing a, a big rewatch right now. I watched TOS for the first time and I'm working my way back through TNG, and it's quarantine. Why not? Yeah. I why mean, not? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I. Uh... <laughs> I saw one of your tweets you put out a picture of you. My guess was in your teens, maybe early twenties, but I look like in your teens where you just had, you were in front of boxes of comic books yeah. and you were like, for all you people who don't believe me, I've been collecting for a really long time. So <laughs> there was just like, books are DC too. Yeah. That's the, the, awesome. I'll, and I'll tell you yeah. the newer star Wars. I, I've never been, I've, I've always like gotten a comic here or there, but I've never been like someone who's just had comics around the newer star Wars comics are starting to get me into comics because I, I just really like hey. the, the art style and the yeah. storytelling. Uh, when I got into Jedi fallen order, I read some of the Jedi fallen, like the, the preamble comic books in there, oh, the I Darth Vader series. Yeah. They're, they're really great. Yeah. Uh, it's a really interesting, uh, introductory oh. into some of the characters in that. So I've been really digging the star Wars comics recently. The Vader series are great, uh, yeah. but, I, but they're frustrating because you read them and you go, this should be, this should be a movie. Yep. This like right. story of Anakin <laughs> right after he becomes Vader and has to earn his lightsaber. That should be a movie. But yep. there's other books like when Disney first, like really took control and streamlined all this in 2015, great comic book writer named Jason Aaron and John Cassidy, one of my favorite comic artists did the star Wars series where, oh, so good. They were showing you like the moment Vader found out that Padme survived and gave birth. Like when he found yeah. out it was a Skywalker who was the Death Star and he like begins this like shadow campaign against the Emperor. Little things like that that like perfectly join together the prequels and the OT and make them both better yeah. as a result. You know, comics are, I think a better medium even than the novels because they're visual. Sure, and right. They, and Star Wars is visual too. I think. I think. I think Star Very Wars good. is is itself such a visual thing. Uh, the the storytelling is such an important part of it. But you know, the, one of the big selling things in 1977 was how amazing it looked, and being able to see some of this stuff in a in a comic book. I'd rather I think see it in a comic book with beautiful artwork done than read it and have my brain fill in the gaps. You know. Mm -hmm. Although the best Star Wars novels, like the Timothy Zahn, you know, original EU, right? You can hear that score. Sure. When you read, oh, yeah. you know, like when that, when, yeah, when they when they really get you, you know, there were some bad ones too, though. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. novels. But, and well, that's part of the problem too bad. with some of yeah. the EU stuff, you know, before the Disney takeover, it was, was such a widespread. You had such great yeah. stuff. And then you had some stuff you were just kind of scratching your head. And it's hard to find like good, I feel like adult approachable star Wars. Like there's a lot of young adult stuff out there that you kind of got to weed yeah. through. You find the Thrawn uh, series, like the new stuff and you start to get a little more mature. Um, mm -hmm. I I'm hoping cause I'm a big game of Thrones fan. It's one of my favorite things. I would oh, love cool. like a, like a game of Thrones level of adult approach to star Wars. I, but you know, it's just not that that's not his thing and that's fine. You know, I get it. We can all dream though. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> uh, I got a, f a fun question for you in your opening of your clips. When you're standing in your, uh, in your, uh, blockbuster, if we should say in your movie store, mm -hmm. all the videos behind you, did you handpick them or were they just like yeah. laying around somewhere? You handpicked all that. No, That's I, really cool. I went to a store and bought them and a friend of mine collects VHS tapes and he was selling some and it was actually really hard to find VHS tapes for sale in Manhattan. Okay. I, you had, yeah, I couldn't find any at first, so I bought DVDs and I made sure that as many of them as possible were full screen. Remember full screen DVDs? Uh huh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> wow. Horrible. Like that horrible thing cropping yeah. aspect. Or, Cut know. the sides and, uh, yeah. Like, uh, uh, um, what was it? John McClain. The first John McClain was all die, die hard. When, yeah. when it would, when they would like try and pan so that you could see what was happening on the left yeah. side of the screen. It was yeah. like, staggered pan, and stuff pan and scan it looked awful yeah it looked right. awful. But that was a whole part of the film industry that like doesn't exist anymore because their job was to do that was to figure out like when we crop what do we you know and then sometimes it'd be a straight cut from one character to a next and they were in the same side of the frame like ghostbusters totally different movie when you watch it in widescreen there's so yeah. much stuff on the screen at the same time yeah that's that going on that you're missing yeah even even the simpsons um when they when they changed it from square to make it mm -hmm. widescreen, they cut out a lot of the top and the bottom of the stuff. Yep. On so Disney was, Plus. And that's on the Disney, worst Plus. Thing about Disney Plus. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So there's a lot yeah. of parts where like you're missing the joke because it was taking place up here, which is now uh -huh. cut out. So yeah. So but on the opposite end of that spectrum, when in 2009, when they first switched over to HD broadcast, uh, HD TVs were around for a little bit before that, but not every show broadcast on them. So some shows had fun with that. Like My Name is Earl had a scene where the guy who played Earl's brother was in the side of the frame that you could only see if you had an HD TV. And he was holding okay. a sign that said HD rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. A few shows that do that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the wild west of television around that time. You know what I mean? There Everything no was rules. changing. There were no you rules. You could do anything in the margin. The censors weren't watching. That's great. The censors couldn't see what was going on out here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Too cheap to buy a widescreen TV in 2008. <laughs> well, the government's not going to spring for that, right? No, not at all. There was uh, a writer's geez. strike going on. They had other things uh, to deal with. It's funny. I remember the first time I saw an HD TV and being like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, this is amazing. Oh, oh. I used I used to work at a uh, high end audio video appliance center, man. Uh, the I remember the very first HD TVs, like a sixty inch plasma screen TV. It sold for like twelve thousand oh, dollars. It's I amazing bet. how far this technology has come. I'm sitting here talking yeah. to y'all on my like sixteen inch screen LCD that I probably got at like Walmart for sixteen bucks or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. It's, it's the amazing. Future, man. Yep, mm -hmm. <laughs> that's yeah. right. The future is now. The f yeah. Um, 
So I'm on my second glass of bath and bantha milk, by the way. So that oh. I'm, I'm getting chatty. I'm milking mine because I know you're going to ask me trivia questions and I'm going to get better them all believe wrong. It, Rob. So yeah. <laughs> so Ryan, to fill you in, we did this once before and, uh, I surprisingly knew a lot of the answers that he didn't think I would know. So yeah, now Rob, he's now he's Rob, making the questions twice as hard to make Rob's sure that too I relying don't on his notes. So I'm trying to keep him honest. And, he, and last last yeah. uh, trivia, he did too well. So we'll see how he does this time. Oh, so boy. when when you do your videos, uh, do you have other people helping you, like with all the all the information, like finding all the Easter eggs, or is that all you at this point? Um, it's pretty much me. There's the editor okay. in chief of the websites is really a great critic named Matt Singer, and he's a huge comics fan, a Star Wars fan. So he'll notice a few things and send them to me. But at that point, I've you know I'm really into it, and I will um, go to other websites. And if I see anything they that I didn't notice, I'll, I'll credit them. And I've been shouting out on Twitter too. And usually Twitter will throw me one or two things that I okay. didn't catch. Okay. Um, what's extremely frustrating are the really obvious things that I overthought or didn't catch. Right, and I'll give yeah, you yeah. A, an example that, oh my God, just pissed me off from the first season of the man, like pissed me off. They're in the bar. They, um, Cobb Vanth even says, give me some spotchka. And sure. I still said it was, oh, it's blue milk in, in my video <laughs> instead of being like, that's clearly the thing from season one that they brought back. Like, right, right. I still think I people call me out in the comments and made me angry. Oh my listen, gosh. Listen, man, people on the internet are ruthless. They're, they are. They're, you, you get one thing wrong. You can't, you can't look at the comments. That's I've learned no. that the hard way over the years. <laughs> I've gotten everything from like, Oh, he looks like Steve Buscemi to you're like, why does he twitch so much? Like every little criticism you can think of. I'm like, ah, whatever. I like it. Whatever. I like that's, it. that's now, funny. See, see, I'm looking for those comments. See, we're, we're still at the point in our podcasting career when we got a pod. I'm like, yo, Rob, we just got a comment in our video, man. Yo, go check it out. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, so static. yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's so funny. Uh, Oh my gosh. Now I lost my train of thought. Cause you answered a question that I was just going to ask you. What are some that. of the, what are some Ryan, of the worst, uh, worst, gosh, questions, Ryan, worst you, you should have you got. better instincts as an interviewer <laughs> and that hasn't been asked yet. How dare I'm you? I'm learning. That's why I'm doing a lot of podcasts. Well, <laughs> there you go. Glad we can I'll, help I'll you. briefly touch on, I'm not going to go into detail, but like we've done other videos about like the black Panther. And I had to like, when we did that one, I had to put in like words to screen. So they didn't yeah. make, the comments so there's sure. the words you would think of but i also put in words like sjw and right. stuff like that because i'm like come on you know yeah like, that kind of thing oh even though the more controversial the post the better it is for the algorithm because people comment on that post and it cries right yeah you know yeah that's the reason but why it, your video didn't do as well rob rob was wondering why. why his authorian video didn't do so well it's because you didn't wear the tinfoil hat you gotta I work know. the algorithm uh -huh. you gotta you work the algorithm Ithorian, is that what you said yeah, yeah well somebody uh, yeah, on the hammerhead. Yeah, on oh, yeah. uh, we we do this this uh spotlight dance thing uh segment where we we kind of zero in on one specific segment. And Rob did one on Ithorians, and it was very informative. Um, oh, cool. but yeah, it's, nice. it was great. But you know, Ithorians aren't as sexy as like is Jar Jar a secret <laughs> Sith? You right. know what I mean? <laughs> so like, it just didn't get the clicks. <laughs> that so, kind of theory is like, why doesn't Ant Man go in Thanos's butt? Because it's dumb. Listen, Ryan, we're this is who, what we're trying to sell to. It's mass. It's mass appeal. <laughs> now your your thing. This is intelligent. You know, this is gentlemen. Let's broaden our minds. That's right. the plan. 
That's yeah. what you're selling. Yeah. That's, that's what we're, what we're selling. That's anyway. what we're trying to sell. <laughs> so, so we talked about a couple of bad comments. Have you had any like super great comments? Like on your, on your Twitter, you, your uh, tagline is that Mark Hamill liked one of your tweets once. Uh, say so, oh, what was that tweet? What did he, what did you say? I'm excited about it. I did. <laughs> I did notice that. That was the best day of my <laughs> best day of your life. Is that <laughs> like line day. one I, on I your resume? I haven't lost my Twitter ever since. It <laughs> 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 was amazing. Um, that was because, um, God, I think it was my friend Patrick Willems, who's another video essay guy um, who does great stuff. Check him out, Patrick Patrick H. Willems. Um, he, I think he said something about um, the in uh, Canto Bite in the casino how beat how the little alien gets drunk and feeds the BB-8 with it, which is amazing. Like, yes. I don't see how anybody <laughs> you can look at that and go, well, I mean, I didn't like this about Last Jedi, but it did have that scene. Just like I can go, yeah. well, I didn't like Rise That's of Skywalker, right. but it sure did have Babu Freak in it. So That's, I tweeted like I tweeted true. back at him like, "Hey, did you know at Mark Hamill was in that?" And Mark Hamill liked it. Nice. He, was the, he was the voice of that guy, right? Yeah, yeah, he did the mocap too. Oh, he did. Oh. I didn't realize he did the mocap. Fun trivia fact: I'm going to shout out my brother-in-law. Um, my brother-in-law is the person that Mark Hamill originally did mocap with. My brother-in-law is not an actor; he's a video game designer. Okay. And Mark Hamill did mocap for a video game, and my brother-in-law had to direct him. And like when he told me this. I don't know if you've seen the show Community, but like when Donald Glover meets LeVar Burton and he's just frozen the whole time. Yep. <laughs> I, I was like, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? wait, you, you got him? to me. What? I didn't get. Yeah. <laughs> so like, you, you don't even connection. know who he is. Well, there <laughs> was. Like, well, he does. Okay, not well, like I good. do. Not like I do. <laughs> but there was what, what uh, there was one of these late shows where uh, what's Adam the guy's Scott. name? Adam Scott, Adam Scott. That's right. Yeah, right. He amazing. plays Ben Wyatt, and yeah. uh, he gets surprised by uh, by Mark Hamill. Was it Conan? I, th I feel like it was either Conan or Jimmy Fallon. But he just kind of does. He does that Adam Scott, you know, like in Parks and Rec when he gets the uh, the the Iron Throne as a gift. That face. He just does that. <laughs> was, he did. You're right. <laughs> well, the the story behind that was that he wrote Mark Hamill a letter asking him to come to his birthday party, and Mark right, Hamill came right. out. And the first thing he said was, "I'm sorry to make it to your birthday party." <laughs> <laughs> I had like three bar mitzvahs that day. I love it. <laughs> Mark Hamill is the best thing to ever happen to Star Wars. I still think he is like he's a yeah. Fan yeah. of the franchise, he's a fan of yeah. the fans. Yeah, you know he's what a, I mean. He's the best thing to happen to fandom. Like yes, the guy yeah, is absolutely. actually a huge comic book fan. Did you sure. see the the movie he did? Terrible, not a very good movie called B. It was a kind of a B movie called a comic book movie. Yes, no, I did yes, I did. Yeah, total love letter to fans because absolutely. it's about a guy who's a huge care, who's huge fan of this character. They're turning into a major film, and he's pissed off at the studio for screwing it up. Yeah. And he filled the <laughs> cast. It's a mockumentary. He filled the cast with his voice actors who he worked with who were never in front of the camera. Like oh, the guy cool. who does, you know, Orson Welles and Pinky and the Brain and Pooh. And also Sid Caesar's in it with Jonathan Winters. Like it's a weird little thing. It was like a passion project he got to do. And it's about celebrating fandom. That's yep. so cool. Yeah. You don't get that kind of love from Harrison Ford. No. <laughs> no, you <don't. laughs> no, you do not. But what's funny too is Mark Hamill is also the biggest fan of Harrison Ford, which is it's a great and does thing. a great impression of he him. Does. Too. Uh, <laughs> I, I just I don't remember who I showed it to, but there's you know those bad lip readings that that were huge a couple of years ago. There, yeah, there's, yeah, yeah. there's a bad lip reading of The Force Awakens 
Um, oh. And Mark Hamill actually plays Harrison Ford in the bad. <laughs> oh, that's not. That's really? awesome. It's oh, I didn't know so that. good. Oh, I got that's watch awesome. That. Oh, it's yeah. fantastic. You got to catch it. You catch I've only it. seen the Yoda one, the Seagull song. That was. Oh, yeah. That's absolutely yeah. a classic. But yeah, you'll have to check that out for sure. Oh, I um, will. I'm so, gonna. I can still hear you. I'm gonna step away and get more bantha milk. Go, okay, no, you do that. But continue to ask your question, though. You'll just be looking at a chair. Imagine well, I'm here. Okay, I, we have we'll very put, we'll put a cardboard here. cutout of you in there. There's Ryan right, right there. I see him. <laughs> so while you're getting more bantha milk, um, since you read all the comics and everything like that, especially with WandaVision, WandaVision's been amazing this year. Um, mm -hmm. I never read any of the comic books. I'm in love with the show and confused every single after every and during every single episode and have to go to YouTube show sites such as screen crush to find out what all these little things mean. So with mm -hmm. you knowing all this stuff, do you feel like you know where the show is going or are you just as surprised? Maybe not as I am, but are you surprised every episode with uh, what you see compared to what you have read in the comic books? Uh, yes and no. I mean, so like, you know, spoilers for WandaVision, uh, episode seven and earlier, I, I've been saying since the first Easter, since the trailer that Catherine Hahn was going to be playing Agatha Harkness. If you read the comics, it's like, if you're going to do a Wanda show, you need WandaVision and Agatha Harkness. It's like Wolverine and Professor X if you're going to make an X-Men movie. So I wasn't surprised by that. I did. I'm surprised to see she's the villain because in the comics, she's more of like a gray character. You know, okay. she kind of falls in between. Um, but the best thing that the MCU does is it'll take the spirit of a lot of these stories and adapt them into a framework that's either more realistic or fits their universe. Like, excuse me. Um, a great example is WandaVision is based on a storyline called House of M where Wanda creates an alternate reality where her father Magneto is, rules the world and mutants are on top and she gets to have her kids. It's very complicated. And WandaVision was said, well, we're doing a TV show. Let's make it a pocket reality. It's a TV show, you know? And so they took the spirit of it, the essence, and they made it something that, you know, fits within that format. You got a kitty too. Oh, I've got two of them. <laughs> I got two as well. They're going to be walking around. Two and a dog. Look at us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, but WandaVision will still surprises me. Like it's still, there's certain things that like I can predict where they're going to go based on like casting rumors and what happens in the comics. But I don't know if Vision's alive. I don't think he's going to stay alive because they haven't announced he's going to be in any other movies, but I don't know what's going on. It's right. pretty exciting. Okay, good. Awesome. So I'm not the only one who's, who's excited and surprised every single episode, which is good to no. know. <laughs> I do love seeing like when, because my son's way into it and then, with all this online schooling, he watches it during school and, and whatever. And then I come home. <laughs> That's great. Isn't that it great? Is great. Pandemic. Yes. Oh, the pandemic. Won't somebody please think of the children. <laughs> <laughs> they're suffering I, people. They're suffering. <laughs> While they're, they're multitasking chips watching WandaVision in mm. social studies class. Yes. I will say <laughs> in his, in his defense, he is getting straight A's this year. So I, I, I am happy if he wasn't, I would be definitely not allowing him to be watching WandaVision during school, but I come home from work and, and he's like, did you watch it? And I'm like, uh, no, or yes or whatever. And he's like, oh my God. He's like, it's so cool, but I don't know what this means. And then he's like, he's on, uh, he's on like Instagram and stuff and finding out all the stuff. So, um, so it is very, 
it's great writing. I feel it's, I feel it's awesome writing. And uh, mm -hmm. so the fact that even comic book fans of comic books who, who know what's going on, at least they're making it different enough that it's keeping you in the loop and keeping you in suspense as well, which is, which is what makes it even better writing. So that's awesome. It does. It the does best seem kind like, of adaptation. Yeah. It yeah. seems like they're taking those, those stories. And again, I, I think back, I've never been like uh, the biggest consumer of comics, but I've always enjoyed them and been a fan of them. And I think back to like the, the civil war uh, uh, storyline. And we, we know that the civil war storyline is inspired by the comics. There was a whole civil war uh, thing, but you know, even, within the civil war in the MCU, there were surprises because like you said, it's an adaptation. It's not a retelling. Yeah, uh, exactly. And, and that is a really cool thing about what Marvel is doing with their MCU. They're, they're giving a new audience, a glimpse into this world while keeping true to the story and the spirit of these stories, but not the letter of the story, which I really did. And in their own style. Yeah. You know, like they're, uh, that that first that template that Favreau and Robert Downey Jr. laid down in Iron Man is that kind of crack and wise hero that's like their bit where the movies are basically like sci-fi action comedies. Yeah. It's it's been imitated every movie. Like there's a house yeah. style that some people deride and I happen to really like. And mm -hmm. I I'll, I'll say it does seem like DC is trying some of that. Uh my favorite DC movie recently has been Shazam. Mm -hmm. um, I, thought it, should, I thought it was a great better, movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, and it, it used a lot of that Marvel kind of tongue in cheek humor, uh, almost making fun of the superhero genre while embracing it. Um, meanwhile, you have like your Justice Leagues that are, you know, just drowning. And, you know, I, I think one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life, and I, I hate saying it because I, I know I have friends who, who really like it. Aquaman is one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. Why? I, I couldn't handle it. I know. On, I know. Man. I, have, I, I, I got, hate saying it. <laughs> I can't handle Mary it. Mary Poppins, a sea monster, an octopus <laughs> playing the drums. There's sharks with laser beams on their heads. There's crab people. There's Jason Momoa doing Romancing the Stone in the Desert. James Wan came at that movie. Like it was the only Aquaman movie that was ever going to be made, and, and he was right. On the same movie, had to get it all in there. <laughs> and make sure it gets everything he was in right. There. <laughs> oh, it's so bad and great at the same time. But, but, but that's you know one what? of the few. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, it's and that's fine. I like plenty of bad movies. One of my favorite childhood movies is the Super Mario Brothers movie with uh, Bob Hoskins Ooh. and John Leguizamo. You know, I I'm a fan <laughs> of bad movies. <laughs> Yo. Open the you door, just, get on yeah. the floor, and everybody walk the dinosaur. George Clinton you just lost credit right there. For that, man. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, it's, man. It, it's funny. I grew up watching the the uh, Super Friends cartoon on Saturday mornings, and uh, Aquaman was my favorite superhero as a kid. Like I, I was like, I love the ocean. I love swimming and like pools and whatever. Oh. So, so I was like, Oh, Aquaman's awesome. Pizzy does everything that I like to do. I like to swim. I like to, you know, do all the stuff and he can talk to the animals. Rob and then, used to talk to fish as a kid. He was yeah, you know, his, I, I was tank, like, at my fish tank trying to well, talk to no him. One understands yeah. me. But then, you know, as you get older, you go, <laughs> as, as you get older, you realize how like Aquaman's only useful when you're near the ocean. Yeah. because he's still strong he was strong yeah he was strong yeah, yeah. uh no. but you know his su his superpowers of you know talking to the dolphins and getting the dolphins yeah. to sink a ship or whatever they were doing or help him out somehow you know if once they're in idaho aquaman is pretty much useless so uh so it's funny that <laughs> they finally made an aquaman movie and i was like so excited i'm like yeah my favorite and then i was like ah oh, darn it so yeah, it was fine. Oh, whatever too bad yeah um <laughs> uh, so one last question. 
I have, and then we can get into other stuff because I know you're, you're we're running out of time with you. So you love comic books, you love movies and, and uh, comic book movies. Are you into, what else are you into? Video games, sports, cars? What else does Ryan Airy like to do? I don't, I, I love video games, so I don't play them because I tend <laughs> to get extremely wrapped up in them. No, that makes sense. Um, yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, console games, at least. Um, recently, I did finally finish Miles Morales and Last of Us 2. And anything Grand Theft with Grand Theft in front of it, I'm going to dive into uh, Red Dead. You got oh, really into all those games. Um, I spend a lot of time playing little building games on my phone, like okay. Forge of Empire, Simpsons Tapped Out. Oh, Simpsons, uh, Simpsons Tapped Out. Rob's, Rob's a Tapped I'm Out I'm on there guy. still, yeah. Oh, great, yeah. Level yeah. 989. Uh, I'm not up to nine eight nine, but I'm nine forty or something like that. You, yeah. you didn't yeah, do the free yeah. donuts trick. No, and I, I earned it too. Uh, <laughs> nine thirty, I'm up to. Yeah. When you get up to when you get up to the that level, it uh, and you start to and you, you get the XP multiplier on, and you build. This is so boring. This has nothing. To do with <laughs> Our listeners are like, really? <laughs> Go on. I swear to God, though, this is the kind of thing when you latch onto a particular niche of fandom, you're like, oh my God, I can talk to you about this. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, my, my eyes lit up yeah. as much as yours did when you said tapped out. I'm like, yeah, somebody else put on, plays it. Put on the XP multiplier and build quickie marts every four hours and you'll be done. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You'll yeah, be okay. nine at nine right, in no great. time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No problem. All right. And cool. also, so we've covered um, that. Yeah, or ambulances. You could drop down a whole bunch yeah. of ambulances and, and do the same thing. But yeah. I did blood mobiles, but yeah. Blood, that's what it is, the blood mobiles. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Because yep. ambulances cost donuts. I didn't want to they call do. you out. Yeah, not the, no, not like the, that. yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> wow. Nick has no clue what we're talking about, but yes. Thank Listen, you. Listen, I'm <laughs> telling you, I played years ago, but again, I, I did the free donuts thing. Someone gave me free donuts. Was that like you hacked it? Yeah, you can go yeah. on Reddit and be like, hey, can someone give me a billion free donuts? Which is funny because if you like work out the math, it's like you're costing EA like $40,000. <laughs> I can't right. believe they're not cracking down on this. <laughs> I think they did. I think maybe they did. It's been like, a while since I've done it. I think your, your tapped out wouldn't work anymore if you try to log in. That's fine. So anyways, Don't... I do that. Um, there you go. The thing is, man, my stupid phone, like I don't read books like I used to. And I, I recently, me and my wife went away to my, my hometown for a couple months. And I was like, I'm not, like, I'm reading comics for work. Like, I was reading Vision Scarlet Witch comics and stuff. But I read so much because our internet access was limited. And I, so I just miss reading books. Like, you mentioned Game of Thrones. I've only gotten through the first two books, you know? Uh, so, I, the audiobooks. And a million other books that I have yeah, that I'm, like, yeah. dying to get to. Right. Like, the audiobooks for Game of Thrones, I've listened to maybe eight times each. They're, oh, that's they're, cool. And yeah. audio. For for your driving, if you're driving anywhere, or you know, I just have yeah. it going in the house. They're excellent books and excellent uh, audiobooks as well. I want to listen to some of the um, like the, the Star Wars only audiobooks, like Dooku, Jedi Lost. There's a few that are exclusive to just being audiobooks that I've always wanted to get to. That's oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a real real fast. Uh, one of person in the chat, uh, Avengers mm -hmm. Hockey, said he hated Wonder Woman. He might be the only one. So I well, think Wonder. Wonder Woman, I hated Wonder Woman. He no, he said this, not you. Oh, okay. The okay. Person yeah. in, the, in the chat said that they hated Wonder Woman. Now I know Wonder Woman 1984 uh, came out to rave reviews by millions of people who thought it was. Oh no, everybody hated it. I'm sorry. Oh, they okay. thought it was. Yeah, they thought it was awful. So, uh, did you? What did Which, you think of Wonder Woman 84? I, I've only seen it once, and okay. uh, I don't get the, I don't get the hate. I will say this: me and my wife saw it. Uh, she rented out a movie theater for Christmas. Oh, very cool. So it was, so like I, I literally could have watched anything mm -hmm. and I would have loved it. But um, the only really problematic thing in the movie is that they use some guy's body. 
<laughs> that's I don't understand that. Like that 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 was an unforced error as far as I'm concerned. It could have just been Steve Trevor's alive, but he's got yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. they didn't have to do that. And because it was Chris Pine being Steve Trevor the whole time, you never really cared that it was some other guys. So that was right. weird. That was weird, um, yeah. But I don't get the hate for the movie. I really don't. I think that they went into I think Patty Jenkins got more control. So we didn't have this horrible climax like we did in the first one. I think that what she went for, this like smaller, more intimate character moment in the end, where like she's appealing to this guy's humanity. If anything, it was it was a very simple story. I think Chris Pine even says, Oh, it's like the monkey's paw. It's like the uh, wish that's cursed. Right. Yeah. But again, they they went for a theme. They said it's 80s, it's materialism, and we're going for a specific, you know, response. I there's also this trope of like superheroes losing their powers in the sequel, which works. That's the reason you see it so much. It's because once you see them achieve their zenith, you have to see them knock down a peg. Sure. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I haven't read many reviews because I held off on reading them when they came out because I hadn't seen the movie yet. And uh, I don't. I don't have any problem with the movie. I mean, it's okay. so different if I watched it again. Uh, I It would be better for me financially if I did because I get a lot of traffic yeah. from shitting on DC movies. But <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a good movie. You know, I, I, that's all um, I want. I, I don't need like a, a really, I don't know what people are wanting from their Wonder Woman movie they didn't right. get. So, it, so the people, now these aren't, um, you know, critically acclaimed reviews. These are my friends who are huge mo movie buffs and love movies. But they were saying, uh, Things like uh, the fact that she uh, she was so heartbroken over his death that she, 30 years go by and she can't find anybody else to love. They were like, in what other superhero are you going to see that is that heartbroken that they're not going to be able to find love again type of thing? Um, and then the other one that I remember my friend writing was uh, just about how everything was explained by magic. Like he's like, I hate, I hate movies that are just explained <laughs> yeah. by, by magic. It's just like, yeah. oh. Everything's all good again because of magic. Like if there was, you just you just explained every Star Wars movie. Pretty much. Pretty <laughs> yeah. much yeah. I mean that's that's Star what the Wars force is. Always, whenever people justify <laughs> dumb stuff in Star Wars, they always go back to the force. Uh, the force. The yeah. force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yep. Wasn't George Lucas? Was all he was, he was force. just like eleven feet higher than Anakin. I don't understand. It's the force, man. It it's was the, the force, force, right? The force did it. Yeah. <laughs> high ground, high ground power. It's, yeah. it's powerful stuff. But wait, in Phantom Menace, the same thing happened. That he didn't. Force. The force. The force. It was the force. force. It was all the force. force. Right. All right. right. It was the force. Jar Jar Binks changed everything because of the force. Because he's That's a right. Darth Darth Jar Jar. That's yeah. Why make sure you check out our YouTube for our Darth Jar Jar <laughs> video. That's right. Oh God. All right. Oh, so. Boy. That's I'm done picking your brain, Ryan. This this was an awesome uh, interview. Uh, we do have the next tricky part, which is the trivia. So we can go head to head, and I guarantee you're going to win, and I'm going to have to drink all the Bantam milk. So, but uh, if you want to stick around for that, that would be awesome. Way, I can stick around for a little way, bit longer, yeah. The way we okay, do cool. this here is I'm going to pour myself a little more Bantam milk. This is our second trivia night challenge, really. I've got 10 questions. They're pretty simple. Uh if if you get it right, you don't have to drink. That's just basically how it goes. It's a pretty simple drinking game. All right. Yeah. But uh, again, these questions vary in range of simple trivia from the movies, simple trivia uh, about the movies. So I'm going to start it off with a nice and easy one. I said this last time. So the nice mm -hmm. and easy one I started off with last time uh, wasn't as I mean, Rob did a much better job than I ever expected him to do. The last time my first one was what is 
the Toydarian's name who owned Annie, and he got that. All right, so we'll see what happened here. But we're going to start off with a with a nice easy one. What type of creature does Luke Bullseye in his T sixteen back home? Oh, okay, I do know this one. Wamp I know it too. Okay, so I'm only <laughs> going to say if you don't know it. How about well, that? I don't That's know it. Well, you two are against me right now. I have a feeling Ryan's going to be a real asset to Rob here, but I'm going to drink since you got it. It is the <laughs> Womp Rat. Now, there is a follow-up question after my drink here, and that is how large is a Womp Rat? Oh. Six meters. It's two uh, meters. Two, two meters. meters. Two meters. Six meters. Six, six feet. feet. Yes. There you go. go. It was close. That's all right. Take your drinks, gentlemen. <laughs> all right. Saying on theme here, what is the full name of the T sixteen? That I don't know. I need you. I that's need his, a. That's a speeder, right? Um, yeah. That... We're good. Yeah. Uh, I don't. But he was looking around his room for his model of the T sixteen that he had <laughs> to look that's, on the bottom of it. That's the T sixteen Skyhopper folks the Sky t16 hopper. skyhopper that's not the t16 that's his land speeder oh, come on rob <laughs> give me a break take All a right. drink for to god thought it was the same thing oh no the t16 so if you if you watch a new hope and you see at one point he's like playing with an action figure of of like yeah. uh, a ship yeah. that's the t16 right there oh well, there right? we go uh, oh, I'm gonna cool. get Rob drunk tonight. That's my that's my that's goal. goal. What yeah, is the name? To to work tomorrow. What is the name of the Cantina band? Oh, you talked about this before because it's not Max Rebo, it is but you did Max say Rebo. what it was. Uh, I don't remember Ryan. Do you, do you know what it is? I don't. I can tell you the name of the species, but I can't remember the name of the band. What's the species? Biff. It is Biff, Ryan. You don't have to drink. I really, but Rob, you got to drink. Ryan, you knew it was a Biff. That it, they are Biff. Absolutely, it is Figger and Dan in the in the modal nodes. There you go, Figger and Dan in the modal nodes. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy! All right. What type of monster lives in the Death Star's trash compactor? Oh, I just I was looking up questions today, and we were talking. My son and I were talking about it, and I still don't remember. So, I I don't know. <laughs> Anything I Ryan? also don't know. That's good. See, I got it this time. This last time Rob got like this is nine good. Out of 10. I, yeah. It was the Dianoga. Dianoga is the now again, we only see that little eye kind of pop yeah. its head up. Mm -hmm. But if you You're, go to like Wikipedia and you check out like uh -huh. there's a there's an awful lot beneath the water, apparently. And you <laughs> keep saying terrifying. these, and I'm like, wait a minute, I have referenced that in the videos. Yeah. I can't the actual name. I'm like, ah, no, thank God for Wikipedia. Lodge somewhere back here that we mm -hmm. have to unhook somehow, and it's hard to do it right off the bat, right? Um Speaking of models of ships, what is the model of the Millennium Falcon? Oh, T Y T Y T. Uh, I forget. I don't know. I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna drink for that. That's good. For, it's a YT 1300 light freighter. Right, and the I, Millennium I also Falcon. I forgot the name. I think yeah. the Millennium Falcon is the, is a D also on the end of it because it was the fourth fourth generation of the YT freighter. All right. Well, then I'll definitely drink because Rob, there you go. Rob, yes. that's that's some good trivia right there. Well done. All right. This might be a softball. This is definitely a softball so. for Ryan. Uh, what actor portrayed the Ewok Wicket? Oh. Warwick Davis. Yes. Yes. Warwick, Warwick Davis. Davis. Very good. Now, this isn't one of my questions, but he has portrayed at least one or two other characters. Can you at least, at least one or two other movies he was in? Oh, he oh. was in. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars movies or movies? Star Wars or movies. Outside of, oh, Star oh. Wars movies. 
any one of all the of any time, Phantom yeah. Menace, all the prequels. Um, pretty sure he was been, he's been in all the sequel trilogy movies too. Has he not? really? I think so. He's been, I he's think been he has. quite a all few. Right. Yeah, every time I that know, they have, I know he made a, a pretty big cameo in Solo. Right, he was he was one of like the the rogue band uh -huh. of of outlaws with uh, uh -huh. what was what was the the uh, Infus Nest right Infus Nest yeah. from Solo yeah. right and he all was right. himself he wasn't in costume for that right wasn't yeah he? that's he right saw his was... face in that yeah. Yeah, but you saw and his face in Rogue One as well. Named Wald. He played three characters in Phantom Menace. There was Greedo, Wald, and I can't remember the other one, but he, you see him, his face, like in Phantom Menace as well. All right. Okay. Rock awesome. Yeah. Ryan. All right. How many moons does Endor have? Well, there's the forest moon of Endor. Did you know that? that at, least, the... at least two. <laughs> at least. <laughs> <Yeah>. you're, <laughs> you're definitely right. I'm going to drink. I'm giving you a hard question. I'm going to drink. There's nine moons. Nine moons. Nine moons of Endor. The, the forest moon of Endor is named for the planet of Endor, right? But there are actually eight uh, other moons. I didn't know that. And there are actually two Endor yeah. system. Oh, look at that. How right? about that? Yeah. I never knew that. What is the homeworld of Admiral Akbar? Mon Calamari. Mon Cala. Mon Cala. I'm going to give it to Ryan. Species Rob, you still got to drink. Go ahead and drink. And, you know, he is, that's his species, right? He's a Mon Calamari, right? It is yeah. Mon Cala, right? Nice job, yeah. Ryan. All right, right. I'll, I'll take a drink for that one. I, I earned it. I know that from still playing Star Wars Galaxies. And, yeah, Rob, uh, is, Rob is an active oh, cool. Star Wars Galaxies player. And oh, uh, awesome. the, there's a, a new server. Well, they, they've they've redone all these like fan servers now have, have come out with this. So you can replay the, the game again. Uh, but the the server that I'm on, the guy created a whole bunch of extra planets, and Mon Cal is one of the extra planets that he created. So, very oh, cool. very cool. Yeah. Finally, last but last not least, uh, one of my favorite characters in the entirety of Star Wars. What is the name of Jabba's pet Kowakian monkey lizard? Is the name of the? Mm-hmm. Screech. Not a name. <laughs> not Screech. That's so, actually not a terrible Salacious Crumb. Yes, Salacious Crumb. There you go. Yeah. Crumb. Nice Very job, good. Ryan. Yeah, that one I knew. That's a pretty famous one right there. That's, yeah. that's yeah. a, you know, so far as what Rob was saying earlier about, you know, any background character is going to have their own Wikipedia page. Salacious B. Crumb is, is sort of the epitome of that, right? This basically really the only only role this little dude had in the movies is to laugh and be menacing and yet he is a beloved star wars character right and that's one of the great the things about that's yeah. right absolutely yeah. that's that's all we have i will tell you i did a lot better this round rob than i did last round yes uh so now i i have my my range right this was a little too hard for you <laughs> right. last time was a little too easy i gotta find my sweet spot you gotta find right somewhere in the middle, middle where it's nice and even yeah so I love, I love also uh talking about salacious crumb about uh what john favreau and Dave Filoni have done with the Mandalorian where they keep bringing back all these little characters. Mm -hmm. Like when you see, when you see the monkey on the spit, you know, and you're just like, <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. And yeah. You know, are like, and the little guy watching him is the worst part of it. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> mom. <laughs> oh no, I'm next. That's not going to be it. fun. I love it. So, yeah. All right. So now moving on to our last part, which is our whole return of the Jedi segment. Um, I have Ryan. It would seem that you have some thoughts about Return of the Jedi, right? Yes. You you did a whole uh, comparison video on your Screen Crush uh, YouTube yeah. channel comparing uh, two different, and you had said that you that's something that y'all do on Screen Crush, right? Is comparing two of these movies together. So it yeah. would be definitely interesting to hear your thoughts on uh, on this movie. I love Return of the Jedi. It has a 
near and dear place to my heart as a child. But the first time I ever saw Star Wars was uh, in 1990. What was it? 1996 when they released it in the theaters? Seven. Yeah. 97. Okay. Uh, I was kind of old for that. And, uh, uh, but uh, when I went home oh. that night, I remember I went home from seeing A New Hope and I watched Return of the Jedi. I didn't watch a new uh, mm -hmm. Empire Strikes Back. It's funny because Empire Strikes Back is today my favorite. Um, but I went straight to yeah. Return of the Jedi because like, I just had to see how it ended, right? So it has a very close <laughs> and dear place in my heart. So, so I um, remember seeing it in yeah. the movie theater in 1983. So that's that just shows. Oh, that's I was, awesome. Yeah, I, I was wasn't 10. Quite alive. So, no, you weren't, but I was 10. So it was like, I just remember, I remember we had to... Uh, my family went camping every weekend. And when we were driving, my dad was reading the book to us first in the car, not Aww. while he was driving. My mom was driving. He was reading. Uh, <laughs> and then when we finished the book, then we went and we saw it. So it was really cool. So that's a great, like a uh, great memory that I have, you know, of all that time. So I remember seeing it in the movie theater and being totally like loving it. So, uh, so that's my little flashback. Now you have some really cool stuff that you want to, you can tell us about returning the Jedi. Just, uh, just a little thing. I was lucky enough. Um, maybe I want to say 2013. I went to a screening at uh, BAM in Brooklyn where they have you know, special movie festival screens. Things. They happen to be showing return of the Jedi and they had two people who worked on it there. And I don't remember either of their names. It was a man and a woman and the man worked in the creature shop. And he showed us like a lot of, he gave a presentation and showed us like BTS photos of him with all the Akbar heads all the Mon Calamari heads and things that he made. Awesome. And he told this story that I haven't, it may exist in other places, but this is the first place I heard it where they were building the Rancor and they were working on the puppet and, you know, doing it um, with stop motion. And George Lucas was like, oh, no, I want it to be a man in suit. And they were like, oh, that's really, it can't work for this did. reason, that reason. <laughs> and he was like, you can make it work. Cause that's one thing George Lucas is great at is people. You know, he's like captain Picard. Like, yeah. It can't be done. Yes, it can. Yes, it can. Yeah. Okay. They did it, and finally they built this thing. And this guy, this effects artist, they, they, you don't hire a stunt person to come in and test this stuff. It's it's, it's the guys you know, who build it. They just get that's part of the fun part of the job. They get to slap the shit on. So he put this thing on, and for the test of George Lucas and George is there, and it's like this. Okay, like let's get this right. And he's in the rain suit, and just falls immediately oh no <laughs> i could not even Great. take a step oh. in it. like completely like the way that thing is built its hips would just snap into like right, it could right, never yeah. actually exist yeah but you know yeah. how it would subsist itself in a galaxy far far away ryan is the how? force with the, the force. force the force, the force would hold them up. yeah <laughs> now that's my anecdote i have to get off of here it's been really yes. fun talking to you guys it has ryan, been, man, it has been very much. such a fantastic time having you thanks ryan airy from screen crush we want to thank you once again for being on it's been great to have you great to talk to you uh please check him out check out his youtube check him out on all the social media ryan thank you so much for being here my friend thanks yep, so much thank you very much have Take a good care, time buddy you too bye Awesome. What a guy. Well, that was a, that was Ryan Airy. Good time. Good, good time. Good guy. Good to have him on here. Right. But you had some stuff to talk, talk about I with uh, the return of the Jedi, right? Let's chat so, about it. So I got 10, 10 trivia. Again, I like to put trivia in quotes, uh, 10 fun facts. Maybe you want to call it about return of the Jedi. And then I 10 do want to call it that. That's exactly call what I call it. And then 10 goofs about return of the Jedi as well. So Rock on. since we've already gone close to, if not over an hour, I'm just going to, just blast, blast through, blast them, through these here with blast through like uh my 
like I'm shooting womp rats. Here we go. So when your T16 uh, Skyhopper with my T6, that's right. So it grossed $374 million during its initial theatrical run, becoming the highest grossing film of 1983. Uh, several re-releases and revisions of the film have followed over the decades, which has also brought its total gross to now $475 million. So needless to say, it made a, made a couple of bucks. Made a couple uh, of bucks. Good for it. Yeah. Uh, was the was the unmasked Darth Vader and Force Ghost that? Oh, I don't know what that line is. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, the project. This is fun. The project was giving the working title of Blue Harvest. I heard with, that. Yeah, with a tagline of horror beyond imagination. Now they did this for multiple different reasons. One, they did it because uh, they knew that if they were saying they were Star Wars, all of the uh subcontractors that they were hiring for all these different things we're going to charge more and they also did it to try more for secrecy uh especially when they were in the woods in california they didn't want too many extra fan people coming around and the desert in arizona they had they they were talking about you know the the blue harvest was the movie that was filming out there um they did have some people try and break over the security fence and all that stuff to see it but they knew if it was star wars they would have had thousands more people trying to do sure, it. Sure, sure. Um, the original teaser trailer for the film carried the name Revenge, Revenge of, the of the Jedi. Jedi. That's right. Yes. Yeah, that's, the, they, they, they decided that Revenge was not the Jedi way, right? They exactly. To rework the Revenge was not appropriate as a Jedi should never seek revenge in return to his in return to his origin title. By that time, thousands of Revenge teaser posters with artwork by Drew Stuzman had been printed and distributed. Lucasfilm stopped the shipping of the posters and sold the remaining stock of 6,800 posters to Star Wars fan club members for $9.50. There is one on sale on eBay right now. I looked it up. $2,350. Somebody's trying wow. to get for it with $25 shipping. All right. All right. So there we go. Okay. So it took six people to work the full-size animatronic of Jabba the Hutt. Uh, the Jabba the Hutt puppet took Stuart Friedborn's team three months to build cost a half a million dollars to make and weighed 2000 pounds. Wow. That was a heavy puppet. Yeah. Uh, the emperor's chair was mechanized so that it could rotate when the scene called for it. However, the mechanism never worked properly. So Ian McDermott had to make it move by shuffling his feet. A piece of tape on the floor told him <laughs> when to stop. That's great. <laughs> Can you just see him with his little feet? Just like, doo -doo 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 -doo. <laughs> <laughs> and trying to do it where he keeps his upper body yeah. still. Yeah. Uh, fake scripts were distributed to some cast members that were considered likely to leak information to the media. Some of these phony stories elements were in indeed leaked, such as Lando being revealed as the last hope for the Jedi mentioned Obi-Wan and Yoda in Star Wars Episode Five: The Empire Strikes Back. So they <laughs> can you imagine being the person that they give you the fake script and then you With find Billy out that D as, as the, as the, the chosen Jedi. one. <laughs> yeah. And then you do tell about it. And then they're like, Nick, we, we gave you the only script that said Billy D was the Jedi. And now people know about it. Thanks, Nick. Uh, Admiral yeah, Akbar's famous line. You, <laughs> it's a trap was originally scripted as it's a trick. The line was changed in post-production after a negative test screening. Hmm. Uh, the point of view shots for the speeder bike sequence were achieved by having a camera operator, camera, yeah, I can say that, camera operator 
with a steady cam walk through the forest at normal speed with the camera filming at one frame per second. When the footage was played back at 24 frames per second, it gave the appearance of flying through the forest at high speed. Yep, so that that's how they did that. The growls and sounds of the Rancor in Jabba's palace were actually made by a Dotson. Uh, a Dotson? Dotson, yes. So, wow, that makes it seem a lot less threatening. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you know, it's a little <laughs> dog. <laughs> uh, oh, adorable little rancor. Look at that cute little rancor. The second Death Star was approximately 460% larger than the first one. Okay. It's a big, it's a big Death Star. It's a big Death Star. That's why they never finished it, because it was just so big. Yeah. Uh, the slithery noises made when Jabba the Hutt moves were created by sound designer Ben Burt running his hands through a cheese casserole. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I can hear them right now in my head. Yep, and I don't and like you'll it. You'll never eat cheese casserole again. No. Uh, this is the only Star Wars movie of the original trilogy where Darth Vader does not force choke someone. A wow, scene did exist in the initial cut that showed him force choking an Imperial officer in order to gain access to the Emperor's throne room. This scene was cut because George Lucas felt that at this point, that 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 at this point has been made felt that the point has been made clearly enough there we go. vader wow. can choke people you don't need we to get see it, it again we get it vader <laughs> can choke people this is the first movie to mention tie fighters by name when lando issued the order to split up and get some of those tie fighters to follow us do you know what tie wow. stands for i don't twin ion engines that makes sense yeah interesting there we go so they're the top 10 uh, trivia, whatever you want to call it, fun facts. And now I'm for the call goofs. it trivia and fun facts, Rob. Trivia and fun facts. Now for the goofs. Are you ready? I'm ready. I was born that way, Rob. And a lot of these, it, it was funny. We talked about it in Empire also. For whatever reason, they love flipping the image back and forth and back and forth. And when you have somebody like Boba Fett behind you with a piece that only goes down the one side, when you right. flip it, it's on this side then, and it makes absolutely no sense. Uh, during Luke's message, <clears throat> where we offer C3PO and R2D2 to Jabba the Hutt, when the scene switches to Jabba, then pans down to the small creature sitting in front of Jabba, the bubbles in Jabba's pipe and the smoke behind him can be seen floating down instead of up, indicating that the scene was played backwards. Sounds about so right. the bubbles go down, or it could just be the force. I'm not sure which. It's the force, Rob. Always the force. After Jabba eats the frog-like creature in the jar next to him, in the next shot, the creature is there again. Wow. The forest jar. Yes. The force. <laughs> Lando's rank insignia swap sides just before Han departs for the mission on the forest moon of Endor. And in the rebel hangar, Lando's shoulder holster strap switches sides twice. Also so the force. They, also the force. They, they can change the, uh, your wardrobe as well. When Leah first meets wicket, Warwick Davis's thumbs are visible through the costume. Like his, his human thumbs? His human thumbs. Like when he grabs something, you see his little thumb pop oh, out. Oh, I got to keep my eyes is, open more yeah, often. So I look don't know for how that. I miss that. Uh, and apparently that happens with a couple of different uh, Ewoks as well. If you look closely at their hands, their hands move, but the the, the costume hands do not. Interesting. Uh, during the climactic lightsaber battle, when Darth Vader is searching for Luke in the lower section of the Emperor's throne room. Okay, so think back to what it, where that is. You clearly see that all the large structures in the area are suspended from the ceiling with a few support poles holding up the platform that the Emperor's throne sits on. Luke seems to be hiding behind a wall that doesn't exist in the established shots. 
Uh, when Darth Vader taunts Luke enough to get him to attack, Luke jumps out and the wall is nowhere to be seen as it's just open staircase behind him. So they film some scene with him behind a wall that's not actually there. Doesn't All right. Matter. The dress which Leia wears in the Ewok village was not in her possession when she arrived there. Yeah, so, who made her that dress? So Star Wars Forces of <laughs> Destiny Ewok Escape explains how the dress was already there. So the Ewoks already had that dress in her size. Good for them. That's Good for them. Thinking. They knew that she was coming. When Vader throws his saber at Luke, who is hiding on the catwalk in the Death Star, Vader's saber's blade is coming out of the butt end of the hilt, not the proper blade end. So when he throws it, they must have CGI'd in the blade on the wrong side. So that's pretty funny. That's, that's not what you want. No. In the droid torture chamber, the GNK, the gonk droid, is turned the upside down. Droid. Yep, is turned upside down and hot plates are supposedly lowered onto its feet. Sure, sure. Okay. These hot plates never touch his feet. No, despite they don't. The, despite the it's release of scream and, and steam and a scream, they're like this far away. Yep. It's almost like when when you're going to like an amusement park and you're seeing like the animatronics as you're yep. like waiting in line that are like supposed to do something, but they know if they keep doing that, that they're going to break it. It was, it was the eighties. You had to suspend your animation a little bit. <laughs> you had to spend your imagination and just imagine that this droid was getting tortured. And last but not least, during the battle of Endor wedge sends a message to pilots in red squadron. Yet the pilot who responds to the message is clearly an a wig pilot with green squadron. Wow. Yes. So those are some unacceptable, unacceptable Rob. How dare you know they? I quit. I'm I done. <laughs> I'm done with this Star Wars podcast. If George Lucas can't get his stuff together enough to get this right. To get this right. I mean, he's had 30 years now to get this right. 40 years now to get this he right. He hasn't released a special edition addressing all these issues. I'm appalled. I'm appalled. appalled. Yes. Well, now I will say, oof, I finished three glasses of Bantha milk, I think, Rob. All right. So you are going to have fun tomorrow. Uh, yeah, Rob and I are going to be in work tomorrow, and I'm going to be just napping in my class. I guess. Either way, <laughs> um, man, what a good show we got! We had Ra, uh, Ryan Ari, Ari. Ryan yeah. Ari on from Screen Crush. He it was great to have him. He was a wealth of information. He was talking awesome. about a lot of different geek and nerdy stuff, right? So um, it was it was just such a good a good time to to chat about Star Wars. We've got a couple more shows coming out this this month. Uh, so make sure you check out our, all of our social medias, check us out on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, uh, check out our new Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash sacred Jedi texts. You can get all your star Wars news and memes and silly posts, uh, and interact with us as well. Um, it's been a good show, Rob. It's been a great show. It's been a lot of fun. So, uh, and don't forget on Facebook and sacred Jedi text, to look for our March Madness bracket breakdown that is coming very soon when March starts. So yes, indeed. check that out come March. And I think I'm done. That's it, you're man. Done. From all of us here uh, at the Bantha Milk headquarters uh, in sunny, delightful New Jersey, oh, we yes. have spoken. We have spoken. <laughs>